folks, it's Barry Lewis Green here, aka Tug, the Unity Guy with Epic Engage. And I'm getting a little bit better at introducing myself thusly. Um, look, Epic Engage, one of the things that Epic Engage is about is about character leadership, but also stimulating great conversations in the world locally and globally. And part of that is digital coffees. And uh, throughout the month, I talk to friends of mine who I respect deeply. And one of them is Don Goff. Say hi, Don. Yay, digital coffees. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, you want to tell people, because maybe they haven't watched any of our digital coffees before, uh, maybe do a quick introduction yourself, and then we're going to get into a very specific topic. Sure. So I guess we've been chatting a on a monthly basis online since yep. uh, the pandemic. And we've just been having, you know, chats around the environment and sustainability. So my background is in environmental consulting, and I do have my own company and tech environmental consulting. I specialize in the ISO standards. So mm. one of the things that I've been working in industry is that when companies adhere to an international standard, such as the ISO standards, it improves performance and it also gets lots of recognition. Go figure. There's a win-win combination. Higher performance, sure. environmental responsibility, and recognition. Oh, I yes. love it. So listen, you know, for the benefit of people watching, Don and I were chatting just before this, you know, quote unquote show, the conversation, and we were identifying some topics that are kind of on the burner for us. And the one I think that we decided we'd get into tonight is on the three R's and, um, and waste reduction. Um, and, you know, for people who are watching, I said to Don before we started this conversation, this is very timely for me. Um, physically, I'm going through some changes in terms of the foods I'm eating and so forth, but also around my home and environmentally, I'm looking at ways that I can do things better. So let's get started on, first of all, for this standards, remind me what the three R's stand for. The three R's stand for... Reduce, reuse, and only then recycle. So is it in that order? Yes. Okay. So our first priority is to reduce our consumption. Yes. Then reuse things. And at the last, although it seems to be our go-to oftentimes, it's recycling. So, yeah, I mean, you, I'd, I'd love to pick your, your brain about ideas around this you know i did my census today it was really <laughs> interesting for all the questions like you know how many people in the household i said one and there was like four questions to confirm that i wasn't missing anybody so i live <laughs> in a household by myself but you know i consume stuff and so forth so i'd love to dig into some ideas around um you know the reduce reuse and recycle what are you thinking what are, what are your thoughts I think waste reduction is a, a really big way that we can save money uh, at home and on bigger scales, like uh, for bigger companies and industry. 
So really it starts with reducing the amount of waste that you're producing. Uh, so that's the first step. And we talked a bit about this before about yep. choosing products that have less packaging. Mm -hmm. And the more we do that, the more that we send a message to the companies that are producing these goods that, you know, we're interested in purchasing things without all of the plastic and cardboard that we bring home and which ultimately usually ends up at the landfill. Right. So really it starts with reducing the amount of waste that we generate. So let's talk about that first off. And, you know, I don't want to certainly put you on the spot, but I really would like to, you know, to avail of your expertise here is that I've got a household. Um, I go grocery shopping, you know, um, I buy stuff like anybody else. What are some examples of ways that I could reduce right so of course the band the bag is now in effect in newfoundland and labrador which is awesome the what band the bag right so yeah. there's you know we're phasing out plastic bags so first off you're going to the grocery store you're bringing your reusable bags with you right we are finding that if you stick to the perimeter of the grocery store that's where you're going to find uh, the products with the least amount of waste, the products that are in the center aisles, all of the cookies and crackers and cereals and things that you want to avoid anyway, right. are full of packaging. So they're bad for your health and they're bad for the environment for the most part. Right. Right. right? I mean, even it occurs to me, I mean, one of the things that I've been doing for my own health is I've been buying frozen fruit and frozen veggies but there's just a bag for that. It's not, it's not a lot of packaging with that. I mean, the, the fruit's already in the bag, you know, you don't open, I, I bought other stuff where you got to open up the box and then within the box, there's a wrapper around mm -hmm. that and all that stuff. But you're right. I mean, when, mm -hmm. when I think, cause I, I typically shop at Coleman's, um, but I've also shopped at Dominion and Sobeys and so forth. But um, yeah, that per, I've heard I've heard fitness trainers say the same thing. If you if you shop on the outside perimeter, you're actually buying, you know, better food for you. And people will say it's more expensive too. Well, well, my counter to that, what I'm learning is that I don't have to buy as much food because I'm actually eating. Uh, I was eating, you know, uh, empty calories before, mm -hmm. and now I'm eating. So I actually have to eat less. But so so buying on the outside are there any other ideas in terms of grocery shopping that you know that you can think of that i could because there's some stuff in the middle that i i want to get i don't know yeah of course okay so um in the avalon peninsula we have a uh, two-stream recycling program where all of your containers go into one blue bag and all of your paper and cardboard go into a second blue bag and it's picked up every second week. Okay. So if you do, you know, if you are buying things that have packaging, um, what I am suggesting is if you're, if you're buying glass jars, for example, you know, your pasta sauce, then reuse those jars at home. Mm for crafts or arts projects or for storage of small items. 
And I do that with all of my glass jars and even my small butter containers, like all of those get reused in my house, right? Nothing goes to waste. A very small portion should be going out as part of your black bag garbage. Right. So, you know, rinse out that tin can and put it in the blue bag for, for, the, for your containers and get it out on the curbside every second week. What I'm finding, even just uh, myself, I will generate at least one bag of, uh, of containers and one bag of cardboard and plastic wow. every two weeks. And then I'm putting out a lot less uh, black bag garbage, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so. I'm also, and I, you might have been the one that made me aware of this, but I've just recently been made aware that, you know, places like Bulk Barn now, you can bring in containers to fill up. You probably yes. want to tell me. You can confirm that for Yes? I can confirm that. They do have a, a container program, a reusable container program, where you can bring your own containers. They reinstituted it in the rest of Canada, but like some of the other things, it's uh, we're a little late getting it in Newfoundland and Labrador. So hopefully that picks up soon in this province too. Is it available now though, or, or are we- Across ready? Canada, it is. But it, it, local, like there's a bulk barn just yeah. five minutes. Would I be able to, do you know if I'd be able to utilize that now at this point in time or? Mm, you might have yet. to check with that particular store, but I was on their website looking into it and they were trying to get it re- uh, reinstated in Newfoundland and Labrador. I guess, uh, of course, the pandemic kind of right. pulled up the that particular program. It's funny, you know, because given my age, I remember in the early 70s, um, I'm trying to remember the hockey player now, because his name, his name is escaping me, Eddie Shack. And uh, the company, the pop shop was on the go. And the pop shop you had, you know, you bought, you bought a 24 case of small stubby bottles and you filled it up with pop and then you drank it and you'd bring it back and you'd refill, you'd get refills on the bottles. Mm -hmm. and that was in the seventies. Now it didn't yeah. take, it didn't take off. It was something like that would take off. I think now in, 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 uh, in some circles anyway, but yeah, well, what's interesting is that, you know, for beer bottles, glass beer bottles have a 95% recycling rate. That's because of their value. Each bottle is worth 10 cents. Right. Uh, pop cans have a fairly high recycling rate, not quite as high as beer bottles. Okay. But like my grandparents and parents tell me about the milk, how milk used to be delivered and the, and the glass jars would be taken back and rinsed and I remember reused, that too. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm suggesting is a return to sustainable living, like mm. that of, you know, former generations when um, we weren't living in such a disposable society. Everything right. had a purpose. Everything got reused. And you, you bring up a really good point because I can remember those days. I don't remember, I don't remember much of the milk days but you know when I was really young but yeah we we actually had a, a much more sustainable you know way to get 
our groceries were in paper bags. Yes. Right? Because uh, I remember groceries would be delivered from Green's Grocery down off of the Merchant Road, and we'd, there'd be paper bags. The packaging was far less. The milk was delivered on the front steps, and I can remember Mom taking it in. That, that was our milk. Um, so, yeah, I hear you on that. It's not like we're trying to tell people to try something new. It's like, why don't we go back to doing some things that our grandparents mm -hmm. and, and so forth were doing? So given we're in 2021 uh, now, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking now in terms of myself, shopping on the, you're saying shopping on the outside of mm -hmm. the supermarket is a good Buying idea. Buying local. Buying local, probably farmer's market's good idea too. Um, yes. Less packaging probably at yeah. like that. So that's, you know, what we can do at home. And then for larger companies and corporations, it's thinking about the cradle to great grave concept or the end, you know, the product life cycle. Okay. So um, when you're designing, you're thinking about uh, will how long will this product last? And, uh, you know, designing products so that at the end of their life, they can be reused and redeveloped and re-engineered into a new product. But it's also when making those purchasing, those large purchasing decisions, uh, it's choosing the more environmentally friendly options. It's mm. choosing the recycled paper uh, products. It's choosing, you know, packaging uh, that is biodegradable. Yep. Right. It's, it's choosing Energy Star appliances. And uh, so... Uh, there, there's lots of things that we can do on a small scale and on a large scale. Well, and, and, you know, you bring up a good point. I mean, I've been teaching online now since March of 2020. And I jokingly said to somebody the other day, wow, we have saved on paper budgets because <laughs> all of my exams are electronic now. Yes. Right. No printing off paper for students to be handed in, you know, all that stuff. Um, I, I've got a, I've got a year and a half now without receiving paper, uh, assignments. And it's possible. Do you know how much I used to fight with my teachers to let me submit everything electronically? <laughs> my only, my only concern on that though, and, and this, and this, this is a personal challenge for myself is that, um, it's also challenging instructors because it, <clears throat> I'm trying to find ways that I don't have to read so much online. Yeah, because that's another issue. So, so it does have a challenge for, you know, how do we administer assignment? But still getting back to the point, much less paper being used. Yes. Um, so what I'm hearing, I'm also hearing you, you know, this is something too I remember back in the day, so to speak. But, you know, um, my refrigerator just gave out last week and I got a new fridge in, right? Um, but that refrigerator been around for like 20 years. Right. And it seems to me that a lot of the products we're producing have been built in with obsolescence in mind, whether mm -hmm. we're talking about phones, whether we're that, that growing up for me, you know, for me, you bought a washer and it lasted you a long time. Mm -hmm. And there were, you'd have a service person come in and look at it and they'd get it fixed. Now it's, 
it seems like, and maybe it's changing, and maybe you can correct me on this, but it seems like, oh, washer's gone, and throw it out. Um, what are your yes. thoughts with regards to that obsolescence thing? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not a fan of it, and there was a CBC documentary, I think it was on Marketplace, and they looked at the the lifespan of these products such as you know refrigerators washers and dryers and um they did a study to see which ones were actually lasting the mm. five-year mark and the 10-year mark and a lot of these appliances were only lasting like at the three-year mark wow at which point a lot of people will simply choose to replace it instead yeah. of getting it repaired right and you know sometimes it's very difficult to get some of these appliances repaired well so. and that brings up an interesting point too because in my days when i lived in upstate new york just outside the buffalo area and so forth particularly around the late to 2010s you know um or not 2010s it would be you know, 2000, 2010 2011 there was a literal culture of if the washer gave out, you actually brought somebody in to fix it. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it was part of, uh, you want to talk about reusing. There was a culture there that every Saturday, everybody put stuff out on the lawn and somebody else would pick it up and build it into something else. Uh, this notion of reusing things was absolutely part of the culture and people had washers that they would fix rather mm -hmm. than replace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was interesting to me to see you know um so we've talked a little bit about the reduce so if i was to summarize here what i'm walking away with is a sense of on the outside of the supermarket um there's you know i see those little packaged tomatoes but i could also buy tomatoes without packaging um mm -hmm. so whenever wherever possible buying less packaging would be a good thing. Um, I'm also thinking that it might be based on your your suggestions. Good for me to invest in some in some good Tupperware stuff that yes. I, that I can pour stuff into and um, and once Bulk Barn does their thing and and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So let's talk about the re. Uh, so that's the reduce. We started talking, you know, when I brought up the example of upstate New York about the reuse. What are yeah. some ideas on reusing that you can share? Well, I think we we talked about some of the reusing ideas, like the your glass jars being repurposed. Right. So it's repurposing things. Okay. You know, finding a new purpose. Um so plastic containers uh they can be recycled curbside right you can also reuse them so those are some ideas at home i mean on a larger scale on these large construction sites you've got a lot of wood waste mm. and the cost of lumber has skyrocketed <laughs> right yeah. so i'll just give you an example uh working in northern labrador on a large construction project, there was a lot of clearing of land right. to make room for the construction. So there was a lot of uh, uh, timber, you know, there's a lot of uh, just trees being cut for the clearing. 
So what we would do with them as part of our uh, philosophy really of sustainability and giving back to the community, we would stockpile wood and lumber near the shoreline okay. and the nearby communities would come over uh, mostly during the winter they would come over with their skidoos and uh, trailers and and they would uh, come and, and pick up the wood for free so that's just an example of how a company a big corporation uh, can do things to give back to the community to be environmentally responsible and to reduce waste. You know, yeah. there, there's so many uh, benefits to, to being uh, socially and environmentally responsible. Yeah, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm nodding a lot here because I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm processing, you know, what are, you know, I, I think of, we seem to, or some of us, do a better job of reusing clothing and you know donating it and and, and so that it's not simply thrown away because clothing is another piece for me is like you know mm. we, the fashion industry has got to be the most environmentally unsustainable you know we keep producing new stuff but um i know i know some people who are you know making true habits out of you know, once they're done with clothes, it gets passed on yes. or it goes to uh, another reseller who, you know, sells the clothes. Yeah. Um, Some people have meetups where you go and you have a clothing exchange. Each person brings a bag of clothes and everyone just exchanges clothing. So, I mean, that's uh, what I do with my friends often. I'll just, uh, I'll pass down clothing. I try not to shop for clothing because uh, right. I really don't, unless you really need something. Yeah. Like you need a winter jacket in Newfoundland, you know, but yeah. if it rips, how about getting it sewed up instead of buying a new one? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when it, and, 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 you know, presumably at some point in time, if it gets to a certain place where you, you, you want to change after eight years you give it to somebody who could still use it oh my goodness so there's so many great ways to give back to the community when it comes to clothing so the textile industry has become one of the biggest producers of waste actually and uh the textiles itself like all of the clothing uh that's made now i mean it's basically become uh valueless right clothing has lost monetary value so you see all of these stores and they're offering uh fast fashion you know five or ten dollars for for a shirt yeah they'll keep it on the shelves only for a couple of weeks and they're constantly rotating rotating and then you purchase the shirt and and, uh, you know, you wear it a few times and like I said, you're, you know, people get tired of wearing the same clothes. So there are some great ideas, like we just mentioned about, you know, clothing swaps. Also giving back to your local Salvation Army. Uh, you know, there's so many groups now that collect clothing, business attire for people who might need uh, help, you know, getting ready for job interviews. There's the Planned Parenthood 
society, yep. you know. So there's lots of organizations that are accepting donations. So just choose your favorite one. I had, I had a, a, an idea just popping in my head. I was reminded years ago, and I don't know who told me this, but and I don't know which indigenous culture it was. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, you, you, and by the way, I'm not a Grinch and I do like Christmas, but um, it's not lost to me at Christmas time how much stuff is bought and is then not utilized afterward, you know. Oh, yeah. So there was this uh, person years ago who shared with me that in a particular culture, I can't really do justice to name it, but when times of gift giving happened, what people would uh, do essentially is everybody would give a gift to somebody else. So everybody got a gift and everybody gave a gift. But the gift was something that was important to you that you would give to somebody else. So maybe I have a piece of, you know, um, amethyst quartz and I've held on to it for years and I decide, you know what, I'm going to give this. To, and I thought, what a remarkable way. The gifts are more, you know, meaningful and uh, and it's really repurposing, mm -hmm. you know, and I found it fascinating. I'm not suggesting that we take all of Christmas and turn it into that, but even small ways of doing that, that it, mm. you know, it. It's not, it wasn't simply re-gifting. It was, no, this is something that I've held on to for a long time and has had meaning. I'm now going to give it to you. And wow, I thought that is meaningful. So it gets me thinking about the, the, uh, uh, the, the reusing piece a little bit more. Um, and that was a great example with regards to the, the Labrador operation in terms of wood that's just what you know what is it going to be used for anyway um let's talk about the recycling yeah um i'll start with i'm still really confused when i go into a lot of places and i can't tell which one is which for the bins and i don't know if i've got a lot of trust with what's happening there any ideas and tips for how we recycle better when we're out doing, you know, our if we're at a, if we're at a donut shop and, you know, um, or at home in terms of recycling. Any ideas? I do have lots of ideas actually. Okay. So, the city of St. John's and all of the Avalon region. So every community whose waste goes to Robin Hood Bay, which is a big portion of uh, our population, actually, most, yep. you know. So they have a the two-tier program. Like I mentioned, a bag for containers and a bag for cardboard. So on their website, uh, the City of St. John's website, uh, they have links to, um, it. You can, you can just have a, uh, what I have, they also send you magnets, but you can have a list what goes in to your containers blue bag and a list of what's considered paper and cardboard. So I'm going to stop you right there now because that's a question I have. So mm -hmm. what does go into my containers blue bag? Let's talk about some of the tricky ones. Okay. How about a curtain 
of milk. Yeah, how about it? Does it go in a container bag or in a paper and cardboard bag? I don't have a sweet clue. It's a container. Okay. So okay. It, can, it can go in the container bag. It goes in the container bag. With, and with the cans and the plastic bottles. If it's a container, it goes in the container bag. Okay. Okay. Um, how about an egg curtain? Mm. I'm suggesting that will go in the cardboard bag. You are correct. Unless it's a styrofoam one. <laughs> yeah. I don't see any more. I, 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 it's all cardboard ones that I see at Coleman's. Mm. Um, so it, so bottom line is that my, my, my bag for containers would include milk cartons. Yes. Would include cans. Would include plastic bottles. Does it include glass bottles? No. Okay. Where do they go? So the landfill does not accept glass. Okay. Currently, unless it's changed, which I hope it has. The last time I looked, it hadn't. You are going to reuse all of your glass. Gotcha. Don't put it in the garbage. Gotcha. So I'm going to reuse my glass. Yep. Unless it, ha unless it has a five cent or 10 cent deposit, then you're bringing it to the Green Depot. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm going to reuse my glass. I'm going to uh, put my milk curtains uh and any containers really in the yep. container bag and then there's a bag for cardboard which would include the egg cartons the egg cartons boxes cereal boxes uh cracker boxes where do the plastic new, where does the paper. plastic inside the cereal boxes go garbage mm. That's nasty. It is. I'm not even sure why they do that. I, <laughs> I don't know. So that's a garbage thing. That's just yeah. garbage. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. But that, that helps me out because I got to be honest with you, Mount Pearl does a, a good job of this, but I think there's a lot of us that don't know what goes in what. I know. It's very confusing. That's why I suggest having a little list so you're gonna get two blue bins. You're gonna line them with blue bags. Right. One is for your containers, one is for your paper and cardboard. You can divert up to 90% of your waste through recycling uh, and composting. If you were composting all of your organic food waste, you can greatly reduce your waste, which is what I want to talk about next time is how to compost oh god yes i've been meaning to start a compost in my yard it won't happen i guess it won't happen this year but or maybe it will after our next conversation but you know i've got a beautiful little yard there and i've got a nice little area i think i could put a composter mm -hmm. um got some questions got some concerns too about composting so um but yeah i've been thinking about that a lot 
Um, two things I have for my project for the for the yard for next summer in particular is a small garden and a compost. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but so in our next conversation, we'll talk about composting. Yes. So let's do a quick little summary here so that I've got it straight and anybody who's watching has got it, you know, maybe everybody else has got it and stunned. stun Barry, come on, is that that? So, so the, the first R is reduce. And that means, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that means just buy less stuff. Mm-hmm. Buy less packaging, uh, buy less stuff in the first place. Okay, so I get that, and I've already got some ideas on what I could do to do that. I've been repurposing things around the house already um, with regards to this space and so forth. So, and then the second one is wait now, reuse, reuse, reuse. Well, that's the repurposing thing I'm referring to. Yes, gotcha. So I buy less stuff. I keep using some of the stuff. Um, and uh, if I'm hearing correctly, uh, you know, going to the grocery store and buying less packaging, buying on the outside of the supermarket as much as possible, and uh, and then any glass containers, reusing those. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then the recycling is the two bag system. Yes. One for cardboard and one for containers. Yes. Everyone in the Avalon region should be familiar with that two stream system. Should be. Should be. So go <laughs> online and get that list and figure out what goes where. Right. If you are confused, but I think the milk carton and the egg carton are probably the two biggest ones that people have questions about. Well, even that helps me out, you know, because, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't consider myself lazy, but when I go, oh, I got to go and check a website and all that kind of stuff, I think sometimes it's easy. And I'm hoping that part of the value of this conversation is people can listen and go, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, Mount Pearl probably has a, for the city of Mount Pearl, they probably have got a lovely, you know, site location to find more additional information. But I know coming out of this conversation that there's going to be, um, and I've got the containers for it. There's going to be a cardboard one and there's going to be a container one. And I'm going to buy less stuff and I'm going to be going into the stores with the idea of buying less packaging. And when I do have packaging, I'm going to try and use that packaging again. Yeah. And I'm going to try and convince, um, what's the place called? The bar, um, Bulk Burn. Bulk Burn. To yes. get get on the train. Yes, get on board with the rest of Canada. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. to conclude this conversation for this month, we know we're going to be talking about composting um, next month, and I think uh, after that we're going to be looking at um, uh, renewable energy, and we're going to be looking at responsible consumption and all that kind of stuff. But is there one tip or idea that either we haven't talked about? or maybe you want to reiterate for people watching, one thought that you want to leave people with around the three R's. I would just say that by reducing your waste, you're going to save money. 
mm. and you're going to save the environment at the mm. same time. So just do it. And that triggered me for my thought, which is, and this is not a plug because I've got no vested interest, but after my current detergent and stuff is used up, I'm buying the True Earth strips. Mm -hmm. One yeah. box can do me a year. Yeah. No little bubbly things, no containers, no plastic, no. strip in, yeah. Mm. So I'm buying, and it's a Canadian company. And their, yes. their ads are funny, which makes it even better. Um, that's fabulous. I, I think, you know, anybody watching, you know, you, this has been really useful for me and I'm sure for other people who are watching. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation on composting because that's the next project for the back to earth Barry guy. Yeah. So at this point in time, we're going to bid adieu to the people who are watching. Um, and uh, yeah, so whoever's watching, I've I just gotten into waving now. So you can wave, you like, <laughs> say, see ya. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs> Next see time. You. Yeah. Bye.